Hey guys, I just wanted to share with you guys our latest uh, travels that we just got back from. Uh, COVID has this kind of uh, hold up in our house most of the time and our travel plans have certainly been changed and much different than what we're used to, but we still want to get out and adventure. So um, recently I have uh, started my master's program and I just finished my first two master's classes with uh, pretty high scores. So I wanted to celebrate and um, we kind of did a last minute decision to go to Oregon. We're currently living in Boise, Idaho, so we wanted to do something a little bit different and branch out and go see some, some places in Oregon. And I last uh, school year I was teaching my students about Crater Lake, so Crater Lake popped to mind and that's what we wanted to do. So um, we just kind of hopped in the car and decided to see what we could find as, in regard to camping and where to stay and whatnot. So we drove the seven hours and we got to Diamond Lake, which is about 10 miles away from Crater Lake. And it's this beautiful lake that um, luckily, uh, due to COVID I assume, had uh, quite a few campsites still available. So we got a really nice spot right on the lake and we enjoyed our first night there by playing on the lake and the kids got campfire stories. See previous podcast for that, Sasquatch sighting. And so we settled in and had a great first night there. Um, And then the next day, that was our day for our Crater Lake adventures. And if you don't know Crater Lake, you should. Uh, You most likely do. (laughs) At least you've probably heard of it. But uh, if you don't know some of the details, I want to tell you about it. So Crater Lake is the deepest lake in the United States. Uh, Its depth is... 1,943 feet at the deepest spot, so it's super deep, and the way that it was formed was um, this massive volcanic eruption 7,700 years ago. Um, It was so big that it basically just, you know, massive explosion, eruption, and when all of the magma emptied out of the volcano, it basically collapsed into itself and created a a caldera. And when that happened, um, over many, many years, it filled up with um, rainwater. And um, so it's all like natural, clean, clear water. There is no uh, runoff into it. There's no inlet or outlet. So all the water is fresh water and it's really clear crystal blue waters. So it's rain and snows filled the basin. And um, it creates this like perfectly blue, unmatched color that you've ever seen before in your life. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, The the, um, mountain that erupted was Mount Mazama. Um, I believe I'm saying that right. It's uh, Mount Mazama is is one of the many mountains that kind of go from British Columbia all the way to Northern California. I think there are, let me see, 15 different mountains in that that range um, that are also volcanic. This Mount Mazama is still an active volcano. It's not extinct volcano, so it's possible that it could erupt erupt again. But so when it after like many many hundreds of years it filled up, um, the the volcano still erupted. So there's another eruption within it, and with. In the actual basin, there's another um, island. It's called Wizard Island that's erupted, and uh, it's quite large. It was bigger than I expected it to be, um, and that was from a second volcanic eruption. Um, 
and they expect that to happen again in the future. Um, so it was really quite interesting. I learned a lot of like historic history and um, I mean, it was something I'd taught my students before. So I guess I, I knew some of this, but to see it in person was pretty um, monumental. It was much larger than I expected it to be. It's like six miles across at the, the largest point and five miles or four and a half miles in the like the minimum. Um, and it holds 4.9 trillion gallons of water, which is nuts. So it kind of gives you an idea of how big it is. Um, it was discovered kind of, um, well, the depth of it was discovered in 1885 by a guy named William Gladstone Steele. Um, and he predicted, or rather he used pretty rudimentary uh, science, geological uh, science back back in the day and he was within like 50 feet of accuracy of of knowing the depth of it which was pretty impressive um and then you know that they also say that the native americans probably saw the actual eruption 7700 years ago because there's um proof of some of their artifacts that were found in the area and also some of their oral traditions of telling um different stories kind of give evidence that they they actually saw the eruption which would be pretty crazy um anyway yeah so uh we had a great time at it we walked around there were tons of tons of um trails around the area they were pretty kid-friendly trails it was all well marked it was most of them were about two miles long um we looked for the discovery um discovery point what uh hike but we could only see the view so we stopped at the discovery point view and then we also went to the watchman uh, viewpoint as well and we did some of that hike so there were tons of cool hikes around the area you could go down um i think it was the fumarol bay that was like 1.7 miles down and you could go swimming in it we didn't do that but you could um, and I think, you know, when, when it's not COVID times, you can take a boat out to Wizard Island, but it wasn't running when we were there. What I want to do and what I heard was super cool from people that I know that live in Oregon. They said you should go in winter and go snowshoeing or cross-country skiing around the rim and that it's stunning. So that's definitely going on my to-do list for this winter. Um, I would love to see it in that uh, different context during the seasons. Um, so from there, we, I also, you know, I wanted to see the Umpqua hot springs, but we failed miserably at that. We did not see the hot springs. Um, so next time when we go in the winter, we'll go see the hot springs as well. Um, but we did go the Umpqua waterfalls, which were pretty cool. Uh, you could go in and swim and there were quite a few people there. So we tried to keep our distance and, um, we did, we hung out there for maybe an hour and it was nice. Um, I wouldn't go out of my way to see it again, but it was okay. Um, and then we went back to our campsite and we told more ghost stories. I didn't have this one recorded on, um, as a podcast, but it was really cool. It was about unicorns in the medieval era. So I might have my husband retell that one so that you guys can have that for your camp story. Um, otherwise that's about it. It was a seven hour drive back, which was exhausting, but we made it back just in time for my husband's poker night. So all's well that ends well.